everybody. Uh, another one of our Meet the Character episodes. Yay. Another bonus episode for you. And uh, this time we're going to be meeting Adri. Hi. So, Jesse, let's back up a little bit and start with you. Um, you are a new player to Dungeons and Dragons. I am. Well, <laughs> we can't really call you that anymore. I was just no. looking at the files uh, the other minute and realized the first one of these. A few years ago. <laughs> yeah, we did almost three years ago. Yeah. It's like, how can that be? But yeah. there we are. I mean, I still feel kind of awkward playing still because I feel like it's not I, I don't know that you have to play a little more consistently than than we do to really drill the skills in so it's longer going with uh, our frequency but but yeah I've, I've always wanted to play D&D I've been a fantasy fan for all my life and books and movies and all those things and always wanted to play D&D but never had the people to play it with um, I feel like most people who play D&D have a hard time looking for people to interact with. Um, but yeah, then I met uh, Matt, who plays No One, and he said that Mike was uh, looking for players for a campaign, so kind of got scooped into that, and it's fun and strange, and it's wonderful, so yeah. Yeah, now what kind of fantasy um, inspiration do you like the best? Um, Obviously, the original Dungeons and Dragons was based on Tolkien and Falfa and the yeah. Grey Mouser and Elric of Mel Melnovania and, and those sort of things. But what ones do you like to uh, go to? Um, I I love Tolkien. I, I uh, remember watching the uh, Lord of the Rings movies when I was a kid. Um, the books too, but I remember the the movies very vividly, um, and that was always just magical to me. And I remember uh, I don't know when Skyrim came out, but uh, I played Skyrim when it first came out. I just like really fed my my fantasy brain, and I always read like the you know Tamara Pierce. That she's a, a YA fantasy writer. Um, yeah, I don't think I've, I've read her. No. Yeah, she's really good, and that was uh, part of what fed me growing up too. So um, always loved the that sort of magic and and warriors and vaguely medieval stuff and um, history nerd too. So that that helps. But <laughs> well, definitely in the right campaign here, because obviously yeah, this yeah, yeah. is a Tolkien-esque campaign. Oh, totally. We definitely have a, a low magic, um, you know, long history type mm -hmm. campaign here, so it yeah. fits in well. well good yeah, thing, I noticed good that. In here. Noticed that. Yeah. Anyways, but enough about you. Let's talk about Adri. So um, give us, uh, tell us about your inspiration for Adri. Um, you obviously... Uh, well, for most of the people who don't know, this is not actually the first lineup for the podcast. We actually had a group of six people that we had lined up to begin with, um, and then we recorded our first episode and then went three months without being able to get the schedule together, and we kind of realized uh, two things. One of them was that uh, we had too many players. We had six, and trying to get six people's schedules together That's were kind of ridiculous, whereas... <laughs> um, with uh, you and Matt being essentially on the same schedule and mm -hmm. Bryce Owen and myself being on the same schedule, and then that just left uh, Drew as the one wild card. And uh, then, uh, so we reformatted the, uh, the groups and uh, brought you in at that point in time. And so uh, Matt came to you and said, hey, we need a, a new character yeah. here. Yeah. So what, what, uh, what was your inspiration there? So 
What was interesting is because um, Matt was in the original lineup, the, mm-hmm. the six people, right? So he had he was telling me about it when I first was becoming friends with him. He was like um, that he played like a a monk and all these cool things that he did as a monk, and he had all these plans for being a monk. So I was like, oh, okay, that sounds like a cool class. I guess I'll try that. I feel like a lot of people when they start playing D anD D, they do more maybe simple. They play like a rogue or a fight or something more mm-hmm. stereotypical. Um, so I was like, okay, I'll try a monk, not knowing that that was what he was also going to be playing as. So I, I created a monk character, and he didn't tell me that he was also a monk character in this specific game. Um, so that was a little weird. Um, but uh, as far as it being like, a, a, as Adri being half draw, I didn't know that that was weird. Um, or that Dro, I, I knew that they were evil, but I didn't know like being a half Dro might necessarily make you evil because I was just pretty much ignorant to the whole D&D universe. So, um, yeah, so I thought I was like, oh, it's like a goth elf. That's basically me. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so you so just yeah. sit around smoking cloves and yeah, talking totally, about how yeah, depressed totally. you are. <laughs> um, yeah, so I just, I made it kind of based on that. I didn't want to be like a dro-dro, but like a half-dro, because that's yeah. slightly less, I don't know. It, it just, it, it made sense at the time. And then when I came in, I had like this one one idea of what Adri looked like, and then that changed with you. I don't know where that changed. Like, I, I had her like white hair and really pale, so she, like she got the human trait and then the dro trait, but not the skin and the the white hair so then like halfway through she suddenly had dark skin again and I was like oh no <laughs> I've been playing it way differently um so yeah it was it was uh mostly making a character not having any idea what I was doing sometimes um, that's the best way to do it too. yeah yeah and and rolling for the stats was weird because I didn't understand how to do that at all and I basically just did that with Matt and he kind of did it coach you through yeah <laughs> it didn't help me learn very well but um but yeah, it but, was... Well, it definitely made for a much more interesting and complex character. Yeah. Um, and uh, we're, we're seeing that both with Noan and with uh, Gernville and then with yourself mm-hmm. as well, where you've got um, you know little complications which make things a lot more interesting. So that, that's why I was... When you, when you approached me with this, I didn't just say, no, that's... that's uh, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm like, hmm, <laughs> that could be fun. And um, as we... You know, uh, figured when we first started, there is no half draw characters um, officially released in fifth edition. In previous editions, they, they have expanded to that, but mm-hmm. so we had to sit down and actually kind of figure yeah, out like what, which parts were yeah. what are the draw traits will you apply? But again, I was like, oh, half elf, I feel like you could make that any type of elf, yeah. <laughs> and, and yeah, definitely. And uh, and uh, anyway, so that uh, was kind of a fun exercise to do and come around with. And then, of course, it added all these fun uh, elements to the whole thing. Is yeah. It was kind of fun, and I don't know if you picked up on that, with um, having little hints about Adri being a little different as yeah. that we were dropping mm-hmm. in there. And, of course, you know, afterwards, everyone's like, oh, didn't get it, didn't get it. <laughs> well, that's our group. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's the other thing with playing being kind of new at it is that there's something about I don't know if it's being recorded or if it's uh, just the the weirdness of playing something without a script that that's just it, I feel like I've gotten better as we've been playing but the improvisation of talking versus just playing a game uh, is is definitely an element that uh, has been 
a challenge? Well, I, it's definitely one of those things that sets role-playing games apart yeah. from just about anything else. It's a skill that's yeah. hard to learn. I mm-hmm. guess. You just kind of have to let it happen. Yeah, you just kind of roll with it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and some people are much better and some people are much worse at that particular skill. And, yeah. and uh, you definitely kind of see these little silos of uh, players um, in the, the role-playing games. You'll get the sort of, the, you know, Bryce is much more of, of a mechanic. And, you know, he, he, he knows the math and can optimize, you know, what to do, you know, mathematically. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, he has the skills down and, and is, you know, memorized all the, the spells and the skills and what you do. Um, and then you have other players, kind of like yourself and, and like Owen um, and Drew, definitely, that are much more loosey-goosey with the actual numbers and, and details, but much better at the whole interaction between the players. Yeah, yeah. It's it's weird trying to um, I'm not an actress, but it's it's hard to to kind of take on the role of a character and and speak for them. It's one thing to play as them with all their stats and everything, but as soon as you have to to be like, how would this person in this situation speak, or mm-hmm. how would they they choose to act, is just it's a little bit different. Trying not to make it you and trying to make it your character. Yeah, definitely. And well, it's, it's a little easier for the players. Yeah. Because, I mean, basically, you can just default back to, okay, I'm just talking. Yeah. You know, I, I, I am this person. Um, you know, if you want, definitely if you want to, um, you know, move into, you know, what is this character that I'm playing and what's in their headspace? What's their motivation? Uh, but for a lot of people, they, they kind of just kind of go a direction with their character. Mm-hmm. And, and in some cases you actually get to find out more about the person yeah. behind the character. It's like, really? You think that's okay? Really? That's okay with you? And, and I've definitely noticed um, over the years that, yeah, some people uh, use it to kind of express yeah. like a heroic side of thing that we just, you know, I mean, none of us are ever going to get on a, a, you know, fiery charger and tilt at a dragon. Yeah. But in the game, you can actually, in, you know, act out of the fantasy. But other people kind of are like, you know, you're like, is this really the way they are under the skin? And other <laughs> I'm a little people, bit scared. Yeah, and, and other people, I think, um, just kind of use that to like throw off the shackles of society mm-hmm. and say, you know, for this, you know, one hour of Sunday, I get to be this totally, you know, whatever, good, bad, jerky, um, you know, you know, entertaining, whatever, you know, type of person, and they get to, to throw it away. But anyway, so um, Adri, um, obviously. Had a huge surprise for everybody. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about Adri's backstory? A little, you know, obviously, a little bit has come out. She's uh, obviously half drow. She was born in the Underdark and didn't fit in there. You know, she had dusky, you know, charcoal skin instead of onyx black. She had slightly, you know, blonde hair instead of pure white. Her eyes are blue and not red like the rest of the drow. Um, that totally you know, even had a uh, surface worlder's name. Mm-hmm. And that uh, totally held her apart from all of her uh, siblings and from the greater Drow society. But also, um, you've expressed that she didn't fit in culturally as well. She doesn't like to torture people yeah. <laughs> and all the different Whoa. machinations of the, of the, the Drow court. Uh, so tell us a little bit more. So um, yeah, yeah. So um, I I always kind of like that those stories of of people who come from a, a damaged sort of past or, or maybe have like a, a culture that is more inclined to evil and they sort of break out of that. Um, and I, I liked the idea of, of knowing that Jewish society was so just dark and 
evil and having a character that came from that and then not being that. Um, sort of the underdog kind of tale. Um, but yeah, so I, I sort of had, I, I came up with the idea that Adri's father was one of the lords in the Underdark and had his concubines, which were from whatever number of races to suit his fancy, and one of them was human, and that was Adri's mother. Um, and that she still got raised in the society. She was still, you know, they, they can't just dump their young. They would still use them for something, but... Uh, well, obviously, if she was a daughter of the, a lord in the Underdark, um, just like any daughter of royalty, you know, the, you know, the parents would, you know, consider marrying her off. Mm -hmm. Yeah, to, for, for a profit, whether, you know, whether or not they, they recognize that yeah. she was, you know, out of, born out of mm -hmm. wedlock or, or not 100% Drowish, they could still find a way to use her because that goes very well with, uh, with Drowish society, so... Yeah, so I, I kind of, that she didn't want to stay there, and I, I figured that she uh, found a way to break out. Um, she watched the, the guards, or no one even seemed to care that she left in the first place, um, and then wandered through the woods until she came across the monastery. Yeah, and, and you mentioned previously that uh, you know she was unhappy there, but then the... Uh seminal moment came when she found out that she'd been betrothed to another yeah, that's uh, right, that's one of the lords in the Underdark and decided, okay, now's my turn, yeah, now's, turn to get now's out. Yeah, now's a good time to leave. <laughs> packed her few things up and, and departed when no one was looking and, mm -hmm. and somehow made it through many adventures up to the surface world. Yeah. So how was, how was Adri actually able to function in the surface world? I, I, can, I was just thinking about that the other minute. It's like, Here's someone who has never seen anything but the Underdark, and all of a sudden they come out of some cave entrance or something, and there's a wide open sky above them. I mean, that has to just totally freak you out if you're yeah. from the Underdark. Um, well, I figure she she must have had some interaction with her mother. So there, there would have been a surface dweller that she would have known at least for a short amount of time, or would have known about her. Um, and knew that she didn't have the dark skin that most of the people who lived up there didn't. Probably did some research into people who lived up there and knew that she couldn't just be drowish looking on the surface because people might not take so kindly to that. Um, probably starting out had just the scarves to kind of cover her face as much as possible and then eventually figured out how to make a, a makeup that made her look vaguely less dark. <laughs> <laughs> Probably gave her a flesh tone, maybe something brown that mm -hmm. kind of covers up the ashen. Yeah, and uh, how did she end up being a monk? So she made it to the surface world. Um, obviously, she probably was able to escape with, you know, a couple of fistfuls of coins and, and uh, the, the uh, clothes on her back. Mm -hmm. And uh, then ended up on the surface under this huge open sky. What, what happened to her then? Um... So I figure she probably wandered around for a while, and similar to uh, Noan's story that they were kind of out in the woods and then trying to survive and wandering aimlessly, not really sure what to do next, because you kind of figure I didn't think I would make it this far. So um, then some sort of danger happens, like maybe the, I think Noan got attacked by wolves or something. I, I haven't actually considered what got Adrian to go from, from there to the monastery, mm -hmm. but... 
probably got injured or something. And then Master Cho, I think we've taken to calling him, uh, came across her. And I don't think he cares what you look like. So just figured that this is an individual who needs help. So bring them to the monastery and teach them our ways. And either um, it was open secret for the monastery or um, there were... Adri just did a really good job of covering up and... I, well, she usually wraps more than mm-hmm. uses the makeup. I think that's more on her face than anything. Yeah. There's no... I mean, the hand, the fingers being a different color is probably not even that obvious if your hands are wrapped up. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I imagine her wearing, like, a headscarf and a neck covering um, just to hide the, the strange hair color even, too, and the, the only thing that would really need to be disguised is her face. Um... And I, I kind of figured that no one knew, especially over the time that we've spent together during the, the adventuring party, but I don't think he cares. Um, at the monastery, though, I, I think it would have been a secret, but it probably wouldn't have mattered because um, everybody there has run away from something. Or run to something. Or run yeah. to something, yeah. yeah. But yeah, it might still cause a, a row, but... Uh... Yeah, it was in the insular community. It, yeah, that, that I mean, didn't matter as much. Yeah, because if you think about it, there was a tiefling that was just hanging out, and nobody cared about that either. So, yeah, and, and maybe that was your cover. It's like, yeah, oh, you think I'm here. look at that guy. Just hide behind him. Yes. Like we got demon boy over in the corner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not that bad. Yeah, don't, don't look too close to the makeup. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, really good. Well, it's been an interesting thing having uh, Adri pop in there. Now, what do you now? What was your reaction? Um, after the alligator fight and all of a sudden you realize the jig was up and um, you know your makeup had washed off and your uh, your wraps had, had uh, pulled aside and all of a sudden the, the party realized that they had a drow in their midst especially I, when Owen went <gasps> I was kind of confused because I figured that like maybe not if the characters hadn't caught on, I kind of figured that the players would have caught on to something being off at that point. Like Drew, I think thought that I had a weird phobia of water <laughs> for the whole time. So like, oh, okay. Um, well, after after the dragon fight, when you had to go and reapply your makeup, yeah, and he like and he wanted to follow me. <laughs> it's like okay. Um, so yeah, he might have been uh, thinking yeah. something was up there. Yeah, but I mean, it didn't seem anyone was really thinking too hard about it. So I was honestly a little disappointed that people were so like, what? (laughs) It's like, well, it was thought we were hinting decently well at at something being different, but, um, and that's always the the trouble. Um, at least from my chair here as a dungeon master, you want to drop hints, whether it's hints for the plot or hints for the characters or, or what happened that, uh, but at the same time, you don't want to make it so obvious that yeah. when the big reveal happens, everyone's like, yeah, yeah I knew that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, and that was the other thing is that as, as someone who hasn't played before, it, it was weird to even have my mind being like, I need to make sure I drop those hints every here and there mm-hmm. um, or, or like mention, oh, yeah, I didn't, you know, apply my makeup. How am I going to weave that in without being explicit that that's what I'm going to go do. Um, cause I just wasn't even thinking about it. I was just like, Oh yeah, I'm playing a half drama. <laughs> um, but yeah, so when people, I guess it made sense that the paladin pulled his knife on me. Even it was hammer. Yeah. Yeah. Or hammer. Well, yeah, both, both the uh, Arlen and Alistair are half elves. And of course, I mean, as we, um, uh, point out in the short history of the drow, the, the drow were the, ambitious elves that instead of 
playing nice, decided to turn to demon worship mm-hmm. and, you know, basically kill and murder and mayhem and were driven out of Ferry mm-hmm. and hidden the, d- the deep re- recesses afar. Yeah. And and that was the other part about uh, creating Adri, too, that was, um, that I didn't consider, I didn't consider your world when mm-hmm. I made Astro, because um, I don't think I'd even gotten your, the information about your world or even your mm-hmm. campaign. So I just made the character and was like, we're going to put it in this context and yeah, so... It was it was interesting to see the interactions. Yeah, and that's obviously another part is like you know sitting around the table we're all friends, mm-hmm. but then all of a sudden in the game we have at least two of the party, if not all the party, that then has to have this tremendously negative reaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and they, and they don't even think about it because we've yeah. been playing as a party of being all cooperative this yeah. whole time. So, so yeah, you know, big kudos to uh, to Bryce and Owen for actually. Pulling it around to we should yeah. probably be angry. Yes. As, as I put in my dungeon master's notes for that particular episode, it would be rather like as if you found out that um, you had a Russian spy in the in the Pentagon. Yeah, you know, it's like it would, it would be quite well, it's a shock. Been your friend the whole yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And anyway, so I, that that was kind of fun, um, and I did think everyone played that one really well. That was really yeah. good. So, what do you suppose is happening with Adri going forward? I mean, obviously, her backstory has already come to light. Mm-hmm. Um, What's what what's what what's a girl to do in this in this, in this uh, <laughs> wide wide world? Um, I'm not sure. I I think that there's got to be something with that weird elf that's been following me. Um, I'm not really sure where you're going with that. So, um, well, actually, a little bit of the backstory in that. So yeah, thank said you. We had we had <laughs> a, a, a different cast to begin with. Mm, okay. okay. And the plot hook to get everything going um one of the players that um had an elf and it was an elf rogue and so the whole plot hook to get the story going was she was basically in prison in fairy and was given a uh, chance to get out of prison if she went to far and stopped whatever was going on oh okay That's and cool. so that and that the elf was 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 starting out there so I just brought over the elf from that storyline with her and instead put him in the monastery with you to kick you on down the, the road. Okay. And, um, and obviously it, uh, it, uh, was kind of important to, you know, the, the party move on down that road and, and have someone that was continuously pushing them to get more done, get more done, get more yeah, done. So. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not, I, I feel kind of protective of Adri and, and like, uh, not wanting to to talk so much to to people because I don't want that exposure of being Drew because I realize now that the world is is not very accepting of that. Um, I'm also I'm I'm curious about the how that elf following me ties into everything else to other people's stories or to that I think she has. It's a griffin and a dragon, right? That got tattooed on her, um, or that showed up on her arms yeah, mm-hmm. on the, like, the very first episode. I'm not really sure about that either because that hasn't come up ever again anyways. So. Well, part of it is that you guys keep your arms yeah, that's Yes, that's but, true. Yeah, but if I, you're I, in a situation where you have to have bare arms or so forth, yeah. it probably would probably would be visible to everybody. Yeah, so I'm, I'm and no one has the same one. Exactly, so yeah. I was curious how that even, how that'll tie in. If it even does, <laughs> but you probably do everything intentionally. So, <laughs> to, to one degree or another, yeah. Yeah. So I'm not really sure where exactly it's going. I'm kind of just mm-hmm. focusing on playing each 
individual <laughs> game well. At this point in time, just trying to not die. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then after after you guys save the world, then we'll see if you want to settle down to a nice little cottage somewhere. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Raise some monklings. <laughs> some monklings. <laughs> Very good. Okay, well, thanks for giving us this little peek into the mind of Adri. And uh, we'll continue this series in between the regular episodes. So uh, we'll see what happens with that in the next episode. Until then, let us know what you think. Rate us on iTunes. Email us at relicofthepastpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us at Relic of the Past on Twitter and Relic of the Past Podcast on Facebook. Articles and artwork are available at poolmedia.podbean.com. And thank you for playing in the world that lives inside my head.